Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio. This hour brought to you by our friends at Birch Orthodontics. Yay, Birch! Dr. Birch, we love you. And we love Birch Orthodontics. Ira, website, fire away. BirchOrthodontics.com is the website. And listen, just because my three kids have already gone through this and they've got their braces, they've got the shiny, straight white teeth that all your kids with gnarly teeth would like to be, don't don't hold that against Birch Orthodontics. You got to go in there, and you can get the same thing as well. They'll do the uh, they'll give you a consultation for free. the The nice thing about it, again, is not only are they professional, not only do they do a great job, uh, not only are they doing all the right things right now in terms of uh, you know COVID and all the precautions they're taking, uh, but also they you know again they work with you on payment plans. They'll do the financing there. Uh, just great people, and uh, and they're really they'll be your orthodontist for life because they'll keep. Uh, in touch with you and keep checking in on you and making sure your kids are, are doing well. So we can't recommend them enough. Birchworthorthodox.com is the website. Check them out. And she's been through with it. She's been with us through thick and thin. The OG. Mostly, mostly thin. I'll be honest with you. It's been a lot of no, thin. No, no. The, the, listen, I mean, with us for mostly thin, but yeah. she's OG, ride or die. She goes way back. She's oh yeah, she's Knowles. she's yeah, she's she's been there for all the good stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying with us. But I feel like now that we've got the the Spirit Boys back with Horizons Bar and Grill, there's just some symmetry, and this yeah. thing's about to take off, guys. And Along with registers, purchase. you yeah. sprinkled the sausage in there. Are you kidding me? Just chunks of sausage everywhere. <laughs> this thing's going through the roof. I think Seminole Headlines is going to carry us to the mountaintop. I hope so. And what do you think the timeline on that reaching that mountaintop is? Three years? Probably six months. Okay. I think I think <laughs> they're gonna have a championship roster going into like you know June. 
By the way, uh, I know we got to get to these questions, but given that you guys do have an appreciation for badasses and history, we should doff the cap to Chuck Yeager because I think it's absurd that anybody would have ever said, yeah, I'll be the guy. Let's go ahead and break the speed of sound. Put me in that cockpit, guys. Let me do this thing. That's nuts. What doesn't make sense is you look at pictures of him and like, you know, you, man, we saw him when he was older. I don't, I don't remember seeing him when he was younger, obviously, but like you look at pictures of him when he's younger and he looks like a smart guy. Oh, like what, what, I, I like, I'm like, what was going through your head, Chuck? What was yeah. happening in there? All those test pilots, man, back in the fifties no and sixties. No chance. It's crazy what they Corey, did. Right Corey stuff. Won't, Corey won't take a flight to Miami. No. <laughs> No. I, you guys aren't going to believe this, but I, I'm not made up of the same material as Chuck Yeager. <laughs> oh, when you said what was in his head, I was going to say courage. And then you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, overrated. Okay. Chris writes I don't like the criticism of Rodemaker. He's got potential and he's been thrown in some bad situations. Coaches shouldn't have given him play, uh, given him uh, something that throws the ball on the ten yard line or something. Da, da, da. He just needs a little work and time to develop. He has an accurate arm with decent velocity. He'll get better. All the talk that we can't keep three QBs may be a little bit premature. Let's see it play out and encourage it. I like all three of our quarterbacks. JT needs to be used as a slot receiver, wildcat guy, uh, and then he compares him to McCaffrey or Taysom Hill. They all have skills. They just need time and better players around him. Well, time, better players around him. Yes, yes. Nobody's against having those quarterbacks on the roster. I think what we were saying last week, or at least I was, I would bring in a grad transfer if I could. I wouldn't be afraid of alienating any any of these quarterbacks. Uh, I would still think about bringing another, another guy in if I could get one. If you get one that's worth it, though, right? Of course. I'm not just bringing in some slap ass off the street. Of course. But I don't know that Florida State is appealing enough to get somebody that gives you a better chance to win than the guys you got on the roster. Well, that's fair, but maybe they could. Maybe maybe Kenzie Milton uh, passes his physical and says, you know what, I've always wanted to play Mike Ravel's offense. offense." I don't know. But if you all of a sudden you were able to do that, I wouldn't discourage that is all I'm saying. No, I definitely think where he does make sense is the fact that, you know, he did go up against – Mike Norvell several times in their conference. So he knows what that offense can look like of all the transfer quarterbacks out there. He's the one guy at least that knows what this, you know, intimately knows what this looks like when it's, when it's run well. Um, So I think that's an option, but yeah, I agree with Corey. If it's a guy that you think can help your team win in 2021, no doubt, get it done. If anybody else wants to leave, sorry, have a good day. Try to convince them to stay, but if they don't want to stay, they don't want to stay. But if you know, you, you, but to Corey's point, you, I wouldn't bring in a depth transfer quarterback. I wouldn't bring in an Alex Hornibrook. I wouldn't bring in no. somebody that might cause you friction in the locker room and not win you any games in 2021. No, no, don't waste your time on guys that can't play. I just meant that I wouldn't close the door on those who might be interested for fear that the current quarterbacks would get upset about us bringing in a grad transfer. No, no, they're not good enough to dictate terms. Uh, Stevens writes, what do you think Norvell and his staff do with the stones they've supposedly smashed in the locker room for a win after each loss? Do the coaches take them into an empty field and mercilessly beat them <laughs> with that sledgehammer office space style? Hashtag will back Doria. Oh man. That's a, yeah, they that's must a do they question. have a rock for every game? Yeah, they do. They they before the game, they yeah, they I guess my question, did they bring a rock to Miami? Did they take a rock I, to Miami with them? My Oh, yeah. My impression is that there's two rocks. I think there's a rock before the game that they break. Like whoever 
had the best week gets to break it that morning of the day of the game. Like we've did, we're breaking the rock on our preparation. We prepared. I may be wrong on this, but this is my, this is what I gather. They break that rock. It's got the logo of that game. Then after the game, if they win, whoever like was the star of the game or whatever gets to break that rock. So yeah, there's a lot of leftover rocks, I guess is the there's point. Six leftover rocks. What did they do? So they took a, they took two rocks to Louisville. Yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah, what do they do with those? They throw them through well, car windows afterwards? Now, I guess maybe on a road trip, maybe you break the rock here first, and then you mm. go there. Well, um, but either way. It's a good question. What do they do with the rock when they don't use it? I mean, you could just save it. It doesn't have the year on I it, I guess right? you're right. Yeah, I guess you don't. Yeah, it's probably the same rock oh, they've had since someday. the— Someday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, hold on to the rock. We don't, oh, need, to, just, no, yeah. don't need to waste rocks around I here. I would not have time. traveled with if I could have gotten away with it, I would not have traveled with the Miami rock knowing <laughs> what was coming, knowing that we were going to play a three man tight front. Yeah. knowing that, that This game wasn't going to go well, but if the players saw that you didn't bring the exactly. rock, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's they're like, that's Hey, I said if I could get away with it, they're like, you know. box in the bag, boys, don't worry about the rocks right here. We got it. Let me see. Josh, it. it looks like all the other rocks. What are you worried about? Josh Kane does like, where's the rock? Where's the rock, Mike? Where's the rock? Yeah, yeah, where? Yeah, where's the Wallace? Yeah, he would be like, show it to me. No, no, I don't have to show it to you. We have it. You get to see it when you win. Yeah, I'm not going to show you the rock before you go out there and make plays. And then they, I've got the rock. Then then after the game, they win it, and there's no rock, and they just they just start beating up Mike Norvell. They've lost trust in me forevermore, and then I'll say that's how. I wouldn't have a good answer for that. That'd be bad. Yeah. You just say, I don't know where it went. I don't know. It's crazy. It was just here. I just saw it. Those hooligans at Miami stole it. Yeah. Yeah. They probably came in and stole it. I would have blamed some low level assistant. What do you mean you didn't take it off the plane? What? What? I I specifically brought this onto the plane. What are you guys doing? Uh, Gabe writes, Jeff, Ira, and the captain. I know I speak for all headliners when I say it feels like we all need to clear our throats. Sam's mute button. When Jeff is preaching about <laughs> calories or Ira is on the phone during the show. During this long break between hoops games and football cancellations, I've been enjoying Ira's retweets of vintage FSU hoops games. Why doesn't Sam Cassell or Bob Sura classify as guards who talk smack? Furthermore, both Dobart and Edwards were big guys who had some what for that no one wanted to deal with. Can you guys imagine Pat Kennedy in his heyday with the advantages of the transfer portal? Straight to Sura's vet is the hashtag. Think about Sura, though. Sura wasn't – now, he became a big-time player, but when he was recruited out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, That's right. I think Florida State was the only big school on him at all. Right. Uh, and uh, Yeah, no, those were, uh, those were fun teams. Those were his fun point, teams. I, and his point was, I think last week we were talking about Scotty Barnes is – a trash talking guard. And we were trying to remember the last time FSU had one. And I think a couple of people pointed out that Sam Cassell probably could qualify. I wasn't here covering the team. I mean, obviously I watched them on television, um, but I'm guessing that team had some, some stuff. Yeah. Cassell definitely would talk. I I don't, Sura to me was like a, he was so, he was really flashy to a, to a, his detriment, but I don't remember him like barking at guys a lot. I don't know them talking a lot. Cassell was just, he a goofy, talk. fun guy that would talk all the time to everyone. He, he uh, yeah, Cassell was goofy and did talk. And I was a huge fan of Doug Edwards and Rodney Dobard. And we had an intimidating team. That was a that was a fun. And Charlie team. wouldn't shut up. Like Charlie went <laughs> from the tip off, saying, "You're in a world of hurt. This is going to be forty minutes of hell, big boy." That's all Charlie would say. Marlon writes, "All right, gents, it's finally here. Game week. 
With about 30 days of no football and plenty of time to heal, gel, practices, and figure out a roster, how much criticism will Coach Norvell receive from y'all on the beat if our Knowles come out flat or lose the next two games? Whose seat gets warmer, his or the defensive coordinator, Adam Fuller? Love the show as always. I mean, it's a tough, this, like, as we talked about earlier, it's a tough situation because I do think they should play well. I do think that they should uh, certainly offensively uh, play well. It's, it'd be hard to be, it would be hard to be shocked to see the defense not play well these last couple of games. They haven't been good yeah. all year, and now you've lost Asante Samuel. And, you know, and you can say what you want about Marvin Wilson and Corey Durden, but those are two big physical dudes that you don't have as well. Um, I would say, um, I don't personally. If I was if I was David Coburn, I'd figure out a way. If you play Duke and try to cancel the Wake Forest game, because I don't think that game is going to go very well for Florida State. Um, but you know, I'm not saying the Florida State should duck Wake Forest. Maybe what is going except on? for you saying Florida State. Should but I just duck. said but Florida if, State should if, duck Wake but Forest. But maybe. But if you're going to duck somebody, um, no, I just I. That's that that to me is going to be a tough. That's game. the low. That's rock bottom of Seminole headlines for sure. <laughs> That has to be rock bottom. Well, I was suggesting we should try to duck Wake. Yeah, I'm just saying if yeah. Wake doesn't want to come, or if we, you know, if Wake's okay with you not coming, hey, we can see Snuggy. Yeah, but what if you lose to Duke? The they can't, man. If that, what do you mean that they can't lose to. Of course they can. No, lose they can. Too. That'll be brutal. That'll no, be brutal. but to the to the point of the question, yeah, there'll be there'll be some legitimate griping if you come out and play flat and lose to Duke. Uh, it all depends on how it goes. Like if you lose forty-one to forty because you well for uh, on a hail mary or something, but if you but if you come out there and lose forty to twenty and you look l- l- disinterested and lackluster, that yeah, that's a yeah. bad sign. It does not mean he can't be the, a good coach in the future. It just means this season is a complete bust, and he doesn't deserve any. He 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 will have no benefit of the doubt going into year two yeah. slash year one. Uh, but to answer his other part of that question, uh, Marlon, nobody's seat will be hot. And if there was a hot seat, it would only be Adam Fuller. Yeah. Norbell's not going anywhere. Seminole Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right. Seminole Headlines continuing. Headliner questions. Ryan writes, hey, guys, I have a question about some of the boosters. It seems like they made two huge mistakes within the past 10 years. Shouldn't they have built a new baseball stadium as part of College Town, and that would have solved many problems? The bigger problem, though, seems to be that they didn't really take advantage of 2013-2014 seasons to rake in the money. Seems like a failure. I know Jimbo wasn't a great fundraiser, but I don't consider that an excuse because many in the boosters made their careers on the heels of Bobby being the greatest fundraiser in college sports history. Um, they did make a lot of money in 2013-2014. Uh, uh, but I, I would say that uh, while I was rallying for a new baseball stadium and have been for some time, and I want them to uh, to bulldoze the dump that is Dick Hauser Stadium, despite my fond memories of the uh, of the of the ballpark, um, there there were bigger concerns and mistakes made than not building that that stadium. Well, I think he's saying if they had done that, then you could ha- you'd have the perfect spot for your football house your football mansion and they, yeah. they built college town. They could have added whatever that would have been an extra 10 million to build a, a state of the art, new baseball stadium. That's not a bad idea. Right. Looking back. It's a thought, it's a thought. I was encouraging that idea on the air at the time, but I don't think that's the reason that Florida state has fallen off. And yeah. those missteps, uh, the, yeah, the biggest there's, missteps. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, there's a lot of conflating. There's a lot of different things going on there, but 
Um, I, you know, I think that my guess is they are, you know, they're, they're going to do another, they're, they're going to do a football facility. Um, and my guess is it's probably going to be more like, um, an expansion of the Moore Center. I don't think they're going to do that sliver of land thing that that they were talking about doing a couple of years ago uh, over, you know, next to next to the indoor facility. We'll see how it plans out. But they're new and new plans. They're they're going to do it. I mean, as far as whether or not Florida State capitalized on winning the national title and just fundraising, yeah, I mean, I, you definitely can can say that. the The thing at the at those moments though is you don't expect it's going to fall off a cliff within three or four years. Correct. Like you think this is just the beginning, but then everything went to hell. It is awfully difficult to project. Listen, their entire economic model was built around the, the idea that four state football was going to continue to be this great cash cow and win a lot of games. Right. Um, We all know people that uh, suggested that might be a little too singular in thought and focus. Um, As it turns out, they began to lose the culture in the locker room went south. Jimbo decided he wanted to be elsewhere, and uh, they, they, we see what we see. We're we're, we're in a tough spot. Uh, golly, it's yeah, it's, hard it's to a tough imagine. spot. I just said that Florida State should duck Wake Forest if they can. That's that's where we are. Uh, what five six years later after winning twenty nine straight games? What do you? Let me ask you this: What do you think the spread will be for Florida State Wake Forest? Twelve, at least at least ten. Um, well, as, but talking about capitalizing, and then we move on to the question just to point this out. What's really crazy, when you really, now that we have even a longer time to sit back and think about it in hindsight, they had Christian Ponder, E.J. Manuel, and Jameis Winston back-to-back-to-back. First-round pick, first-round pick, number one overall pick. And then after that, after Jameis left, their quarterback roster consisted of Sean McGuire and J.J. Cosentino. And then they had to get a transfer of Everett Golson. Then DeAndre Francois and James Blackman and I mean yeah, man, but it's and a, Bailey it's remarkable and Malik Henry. Like it's it is remarkable the misses. Like it was set up like uh I mean look what Clemson's done. Yes. Clemson just replenishes, gets the best quarterback or second best quarterback in the country every two years. Just wow, it's another five star. Now five stars are transferring out of Clemson. And Florida State, as good as Jimbo is with quarterbacks, and we know he is, in the how did how did the roster get to a point where it was Smag and J.J. Costantino after and winning people, 29 straight games. And all the people who sit there and whine when they watch Jimbo and Texas A&M winning and, and, and oh, we, we screwed it up. No, man, he screwed it up. This thing was going into the side of a mountain if he had stayed or if he didn't stay. So stop with that. I well, just, he might have been so able to get it back. He might have been able to get it back. You don't know. Nope. He might, you know he sorry, I'm sorry, Jeff. That's all right. Listen, I'm I'm with you on that. Listen, uh, go back to when he left. We do this too often, but it's because of the questions we get. The man was five and six when he left here and started two and five. The plane was already heading straight to the side of the mountain. I was screaming about Tom and I would get in fierce debates on the air as I was saying, this is ruined beyond recognition. We are th- we are not getting this back. And one of the reasons I said that was that the relationship he had with key people in the administration and within the boosters was gone, and he hadn't recruited quarterbacks. And one of the things that was a point of contention with Tom when we would have this argument is that I said, every year we get removed from Jameis Winston and we go out there looking like this at quarterback, you can't help but say, hey, man, you had a once-in-a-generation quarterback. You had the first overall pick. Good on you for recruiting him, and you get credit for that. But without him, we've looked wholly average. 
We've looked butt ass at and, and and your team quit on you at Boston College. Flat well, out quit. Never even tried to compete. And you're so, going to give so, 100 points to Louisville. You, so, I mean, listen, yeah. go on down the list. And so the point is, you know, in that debate, is he a good coach today for Texas A&M? Yes. But that was never going to come back here. He's the and again, you could go back to who's to all to blame. Everybody's to blame, but the bottom line, it it was never going to get better. Well, yeah, he if you have a if you have else. a dialed in Jimbo Fisher, uh, wanting to be here, Jimbo Fisher, that's better than obviously the option that came after him. Nobody 100%. would dispute that because of what he did on the recruiting trail. You know right. what I mean? Like he was he was but, he he was until he stopped recruiting. On the, stopped. That's what I'm saying. He stopped. If he had kept that same momentum, if he had that same momentum in the fall of that year then it would have been a different story. But he didn't. That recruiting class seemingly was falling apart anyway. He had stopped recruiting. So, yeah. And I just – back to the main point, it is just unfathomable that that was the quarterback roster. That was the quarterback room after Jameis left. When you had the quarterback whisper, and you'd have, you he had produced four straight first-round quarterbacks. Dude, I had I was talking to somebody the other day. This was actually a little while ago. It was, an, it was an, another – somebody we all know, somebody very involved in athletics, who said to me – how did he so we were talking about the Andre Francois? And he's like, because he goes, okay, Blackman, he knew that was a project. And Bailey Hockman, I guess, was a project or whatever. But DeAndre Francois, he wanted him. Like he yeah. he wanted him that DeAndre Johnson kid, like they he had had the pick of the litter. He wanted DeAndre Francois. And he's just like, How do you end up at Florida State saying, I want that six foot kid who's not very athletic, doesn't want to it's not a dynamic runner. And is a low character in terms of you know all the things that were there were red flags yeah. about him coming out. How how does that how do you decide that that Malik Henry and I mean I just don't understand how you how you and it would be like if Leonard Hamilton run out right now and instead of getting Scotty Barnes and you know MJ Walker was a McDonald's All American and all these guys went out and just signed like a bunch of like six two turds. I mean it's just it, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, very strange. By the way, and we'll move on from this, but I know that right now people are excited because Texas A&M is ranked fifth in the country, and they and they've looked pretty good this season. My man is sixteen and eight in the SEC since he arrived at Texas A&M, and twenty four and ten overall. They lost five games a year ago. They lost four games the year before that. Yes, I'll grant you the schedule's been brutal, and they have a tougher conference to play in. He hasn't exactly walked in there and just begun to dominate. That's despite having the number one ranked five-star dual threat quarterback in the country already on the roster the day he arrived. So I, I don't, I mean, Kellen Mond's not any better than he was. This is, I, I don't yeah, see Yeah, but it. look, it's it's hard to hear that if you're a Florida State fan when we're go, when we're okay, looking well, at what we're looking at. He was five and six the last time. No, I know. No, I'm not forgetting that. I'm just saying that Florida State fans would kill to be what, what did you say? Sixteen and eight in the SEC, twenty-four and ten overall. Yeah. They would kill for that right now. But uh, again, yeah. the difference is that that dollars. I think A and M wanted a little more. But I mean, they're fifth in the country, man. If well, if Florida beats Alabama, and what what's Indiana ranked? What's Cincinnati ranked? But you I'm just but I, I'm saying if you're you're talking to fans, fans look at this. So Texas A and M fans are not unhappy with Jimbo Fisher. Currently, they two months ago. They were two or three months ago. Yeah, two or three months ago they were done with it. But they're not now. That's ha- that's that yeah. that ship has sailed. I but, mean, but yeah, Jeff's when you win, is, you, turn, you turn people's opinions but, around. But but Jeff's point is, two or three months ago they were done with him. He's got a senior quarterback and all senior offensive line. This is his and and a weak SEC. He, you know they did have the win against Florida. They should not have won. Florida just crapped I mean, but, yeah, but we're, we're so sure. I'm not, 
But that you're nitpicking about a guy with, with the team we cover. You're nitpicking a guy that's seven no, no, and one. No, listen, these are two different arguments. My point is that guy's not setting the world on fire at Texas A&M. He's having a good season in the midst of a pandemic. That's what he's doing. They got beat by 150 when they faced Alabama. He was brought in and paid 75 million dollars to compete with that team, and they're not anywhere close. They're not anywhere close. I mean, all right. I mean yeah. when, when they when they beat Florida, I was like, man, they're not. They may not lose another game because the rest of their schedule is not any good. Yeah, it's like, not any good. They're not playing anybody. Again, I guess my point is uh, to get back to the main point. That Jimbo Fisher that's in College Station right now is not the Jimbo Fisher that was in Tallahassee in right. 2017. And he was not. But gonna- that Jimbo Fisher in College Station right now, you can't argue that he's not. He's doing a good job, not no, a great sure. job, and he is a. But we knew that anyway. He is a very good coach when he's engaged. He was yeah. not engaged here, and he wanted not to be here anymore. Despite Sadly. whatever, despite I, 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 what, despite think, what uh, other people and you know our friends at ESPN would lead you to believe with that article, that he, he was he was dying to live his last days as a coach in Florida State, which was not true at all. But anyway, well, I think originally it was though, and I would argue that maybe that's the sentiment they were trying to project like, that he wanted to be here, and then but he didn't realize, in my opinion. That he was burning the bridge while he, right out from under his own feet. Yes. Yeah, dumbass. Seminole Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 979 ESPN Radio. So, see, we got carried away again. Let's put the cops. That's, that's my it. fault. There's my fault. Another- <laughs> All I was doing was complaining about how did you go from Jay- Pounder and my- Manuel and Jameis to Smag and JJ. <laughs> Uh, well, the question came up, and it was about boosters, and that really does have more to do with that falling out and everything else. And the next thing I know, here we go, relitigating the same damn argument we've always had. I, I need one of those registers uh, whiskey glasses. <sighs> John writes, with a win on the hardwood this Saturday, FSU will finish the calendar year undefeated against Florida in, in the men's big three sports. I certainly <laughs> didn't think that was possible 12 months ago. Sure. Hashtag. Small victory sausage for that ass. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You beat you beat the baseball team. You didn't have to play the football team, and then maybe you can beat the basketball team. Well, for eleven a.m. start year. time. Yeah, for the seventh straight time. I mean, eventually you're. Lo- I mean, eventually Florida's got to find one, right? I mean, good. All right, sorry. <laughs> Timothy writes. Hello, Jensen Corey. I'm excited about this week. Is the streak against Duke one we should expect to keep rolling? Also, guys, I'm from Indiana. Knowles football is king in our house, but Indiana basketball is a close second. Some tidbits for you. Iowa is a bad free-throw shooting team, don't have many shooters in general, and guards don't do well with pressure and length. Inside, they're really good, though. Should be a great game. Beat Duke. Did you say Iowa? Uh, Indiana. Oh, I thought you said Iowa. I said IU. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting to be a Florida State football fan and an Indiana basketball fan. Hey, man, you know you gotta do what you gotta do. I would I would say this. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's 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 a big game. I mean, it really is a big game. I mean, even though it's because it's national TV, the ACC Big Ten Challenge, it's on ESPN proper. Remember when Florida State used to be on the they'd be on the the ACC Big Ten Challenge playing Northwestern on the Deuce. Oh, yeah. Gocho, yeah. yeah, Gocho, yeah. So now that I mean, this is uh, this is high profile, man. This is a big, big game for them. Butch writes, "Good day, boys. I was having a recent conversation with another Noel, and the question was asked of me: with with two weeks left in the season, do you believe you've seen progress with this football team since the season started? 
I stated, I do feel that we've made small steps of progress. What say you? Well, in the run game. I think the offensive line made progress under Atkins. I think, obviously, they've run the ball more proficiently this year than they did a year ago or the year before that. Uh, I see that. Don't see much else in the way of progress anywhere else. Um, don't feel real good about anything else I've seen. Uh, uh, two, that- I'll throw two other things out there. Special teams overall is better. And, I mean, it's not – I'm not saying not it's good. like – But from the beginning of the season the- till now. Oh, I guess we, it's hard now. to say. Yeah, they've we haven't seen a game on special teams. Uh, linebacker play is is, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's not they're it's not as you're not just I don't know I mean I think like that like the Notre Dame game where guys are just running, you know I, I don't know the last couple of games it's it's a, yeah, low lo- it's a low bar it is a low bar hey it's man low bar he said improvement <laughs> I've I could show improvement not be any good. Very, very uh, yeah, that, I can't think of no, no, not much. Nope. <laughs> uh, very small, very small incremental steps. All right, so Michael's echoing my Duke Hate Week theme here. I like you, Michael. All right, gents, it's Duke Hate Week now. I get it. We never have lost to them, but allow me to be the Blue Devils' advocate and cross the line. Say we do lose to them big, like how we got smashed by Louisville, how Pitt's craptastic secondary picked us off three times, and. <laughs> And backwards throw in safety causing Bailey Hockman Heisman dust. How would you honestly react if we lose? Are you ready for the Taggart-esque answers in the postgame show? Or have we become so numb? By the way, I don't think we're going to lose. But it is 2020 and we keep losing. <laughs> Go to Oles, And please, for the love of God, give us some good news. Uh, Corey, yeah, I, do you think we're going to lose on Saturday? I don't. Which, which uh, uh, you know, worries me that they might lose by a lot because I'm always wrong on these things. But, I no, I, I think Florida State will win. Duke on Saturday? I don't, but, man, it's just asinine that we're even having to have this conversation. They just lost 48 to nothing to Miami. Yeah. The yeah, fact that we're debating whether or not Florida State could or should win this game is ridiculous. But it's, it is where we are. I think they're going to win. But, yeah, would it shock me if Duke found a way to play decent football and Florida State – Played poorly? No. I mean, I think if Jordan – I will say this. Jordan Travis is healthy. I, I I have a hard time seeing Florida State lose this game, but we'll see. We will see. And, and can he stay healthy? He might be healthy yeah. in the first well, quarter. We'll be healthy in the middle of the third quarter. That's what I meant. Can he, if he's healthy for the whole game. Kyle, all right. Hey, guys. Thanks for always providing great content week in and week out. You got, got it, Kyle. Two, you got it, buddy. I've got two kids. One is three and the other is just under two. What's your favorite memory from putting toys together late into Christmas Eve night for your kids? And what alcohol would you recommend while doing it? I have a swing set waiting on me. Thanks again and go Knowles. Woo! That's Lots ambitious. of alcohol. That's Lots. ambitious, Kyle. Lots of alcohol. It doesn't really matter what kind. Just high high proof and lots of it. Yeah, take, uh, take your alcohol of choice and get to work. My favorite memory, I guess, of that is basically just saying, fine, you do it then, and yeah. walking out of the room. <laughs> Yeah. Usually yeah. maybe swiping something, throwing a throwing the sheet down, the, the directions down and saying, fine, you do it then. Those directions are useless. God, always. I, I, there's I, usually a piece missing. Yeah. There's something like you get to the end, you're like, that wasn't my fault at all. They didn't bring the screw. B or it's not, not drawn there. well enough to know exactly what screw it me it's supposed to go in here and what it's connecting to. Screw all that, man. My brain doesn't work that way anyway, but those directions never help. Nobody's does, man. It's just, it's just images that it's ridiculous. And I don't know why 
I, I would assume at some point things had instructions written out. And I know that these things were not made in America anymore. Nothing seems to be made in America anymore. But it, they could get an interpreter. Give us some instructions. The Write them down. Do I want to step by step. Here's what you need to do first, second, third. And I don't want a diagram because my, I don't want I a diagram either. your diagram sucks. I can't no. read it. I can't follow it. No. Just tell me. Here, get, get A and put it into B and screw it in. There you go. Here's the next step. Get C. Put it into D. L- luckily, my wife is pretty good at that stuff. Same, same with Kim. Yeah. I don't fight it. I used to, like, my machismo got in the way. My pride got in the way. I would try to do it. But after I failed three or four times, I would bring home these great toys, and i go, look what you get to do on Christmas Eve. And I'd walk out of the room. There you yeah. go. That was it. Dude. i just straight up tell her, you're putting that together. I'm going to be watching something else, like a movie. Enjoy. Man, I was just thinking the same exact thing. We used to, we used to when we were doing the Christmas toys for the kids when they were little, we would have these battles. We are putting together a crib or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, but now cribs suck, too. Now I'm just like, baby, I'm here to support you. Yeah. Like this yeah. is going to be, this is going to take you some time. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will make some up. food. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll make some food. I'll grab you a beer. I'll put on some tunes. Is there anything else I can do? You, know, do you need I'll the Phillips? Around. I'll go get the Phillips. Do you need a, you need a crescent wrench? What do you need? I'll, I'll go get it. But, you know, I'm here to support you. Uh, the, the final answer to that question, because I liked it. It did bring back warm memories. Uh, we put together this Thomas the Train set that was massive. And the kids used to play with it at Books a Million. Uh, they had this big one there before they, I don't know why they got rid of it. I guess people were loitering or something and just let their kids play all day and they never right. bought it. Yeah, you'd have, and you'd have kids slobbering on it and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a different times where you weren't worried about, uh, you know, diseases. So I, I helped put that together with Christy. And I say help loosely. I like right. held stuff still while she figured it out. Um, but anyhow... I was proud that night because we sat back and I knew the kids would be just overwhelmed when they saw it. And they were. So that's my fond memory. Thomas the Train, big-ass table train set thingy. Merry Christmas, everyone. There you go. That's You're going to survive a marriage by going into it knowing you don't know how to put that stuff together, Kyle. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. It's not going to work out. Robert writes, since it's basketball season, what was your first impression on the team last week? We should have a registered sausage MVP for each game. Oh, okay. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Maybe each week because they'll play multiple games a week. Um, uh, yeah, no, I thought they played. Uh, they played. They looked like they could be really good defensively. When it's all said right. and done, they are long and athletic, and Barnes is a beast uh, defensively. Uh, but they did allow North Florida to hit eight of their last nine threes. So you got to you got to find some shooters because that's how a lot of teams will attack Florida State is from the perimeter. And you got to hope you can uh, guard the three-point line a little bit better than that. Uh, I would also say that the number one thing I came away with was thinking we're going to be a nightmare to play against because of our length. Everybody's in the passing lanes with arms yeah. that go on for days. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hang in, everybody. Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Lee writes, gents, is it strange that I really like that our from Miami always looks like he's one minor slight from beating somebody's ass senseless? Um, I, I do like that, too. I do but like, you know. It's, it's tough with the recruiting stuff because you're depending on either photos that the kids have taken or the high school coaches have taken or recruiting people have taken at camps. But there weren't camps this last year. So, like, the photo selections are pretty limited. And my man <laughs> – 
his photo is is uh, it's a little menacing. He is looks, it a uh, scowl? Is he scowling? Yeah. He just looks like, why are you taking this cam? Why are you taking this picture of me right now? I'm about to break your camera. I'm That's- all about that scowl. I want my players scowl. I want yes. all my football players to look like that. I do too. Just somebody I- look mean. I don't care if you- well, I- I'd rather you be mean, but look mean too. I was going to take it the next step, uh, Corey. I, I not only want them to show me that look, but I want that to be, I want that to portend of potential violence. I want them to be sure. borderline criminals. On the field. On the field. On the field. Yeah. But A students off the field. Well, I know, I know you're kind of, I know you don't, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt writes, it depends on what position they play. Sure. Matt writes, fellas, the more I think about it, the more I just wish this season never happened. We suck. Florida is heading to the playoffs. No, they're not. Florida's going to get beat by 105 points, Matt, when they play Alabama. Stop it. Miami would have a shot if Notre Dame stayed out of the way. No, they wouldn't. They're not that good. Clemson is Clemson, and even Jimbo is earning his keep this year. Serious question. What could have gone worse for Null Nation this year? I suppose not winning that UNC game. How in the world did that happen, by the way? But other than that, it's about as bad a script as it could be right now. So tell us, write you 2020 horror story that somehow turns into a worse cluster than this. Hashtag, I've moved on to basketball season for that ass. <laughs> That's a good hashtag. Well, in this you didn't game, have to play Clemson or Florida. You didn't have to play either one of them. Yeah. And you uh, and you might not have to play Wake. But uh, more importantly, <laughs> uh, you, did disco- you, you did discover Jordan Travis. And I get the sense, Jeff – you're a little skeptical of Jordan Travis. I'm not saying he needs to be the quarterback of the future, but that he's a special dude, man. He's not, you don't have, there's no other Jordan Travis's. We haven't seen one of those around here in a little while. So if they can use him in the right way and keep him healthy, that's a, that is the one positive. I think, and you know, I think you also saw uh same position, but you saw a little flash from Chuba. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what the quarterback situation will be next year, but I think you saw enough from him to think, okay, I can see where that could be something in a year or two. Is LaDamian Webb going to remain on the roster? I would guess that's 50-50. Mike Norvell sounded pretty confident. Um, and then about an hour later, later LaDamian posted on Twitter, uh, I'm the only one that really knows what I'm going to be doing. So. Take that for what what it's worth. Uh, my guess is it's probably 50-50. I, and I think a lot of other schools, he isn't in the transfer portal, so schools can't technically contact him right now. But I'm sure they'll get word out that they might be interested if he uh, is looking to go elsewhere. So we'll he see. Seemed, he seemed like a bright spot to me. Um, he was, but I but I also don't know that he's a he, – Well, he's, he's not, not a game changer. Exactly. He's I, mean, just, he's, I mean, we've got a bunch of people that are just whatever right. they are. I mean, yeah. Listen, I don't disagree with you that Jordan Travis is a playmaker. I think he's uh, an average quarterback at best. Uh, I think teams will go into next season if he's our starting quarterback. Easier said than done, admittedly, hell-bent on making him beat us from the pocket. They'll try to take away as best they can all that other stuff. It is easier said than done. I admit that. And he'll make his fair share of plays because he is a playmaker and he is incredibly elusive. Electrifying even, especially as a runner. But he is more than a subpar passer. And I just would prefer we have more options. We've got to go do interviews. <laughs> All right. Corey, do you want to respond for 30 seconds? And then we'll wrap that, was up. A weird, that was a weird response by Ira. I thought we, I could type something real quick, we, and he just says we got to do interviews. We have to. There, uh, right, Coach go, Norvell's waiting. Go Bye. get out of here. Get out. Hey, I love you, Jeff. Love you guys. Bye. For Corey Clark and Ira Chappelle, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be well. Take care. Talk to you next week. 
Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.